everybody, and welcome to this episode of Writing the Rapids. It's a little weird because I'm talking to people primarily about their editing work. This is sort of a pilot episode for an idea that I want to call Great Gates, which is basically Writing the Rapids, but for editors rather than writers. So if you like this episode, you can let me know on Twitter at NoisemakerJoe. You can email me, NoisemakerJoe at gmail.com. You can support me on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash noisemaker joe for you'll get things like podcast episodes early flash fiction that nobody else gets and more so without further ado let's get into the episode Surfaces.cx is an open literary arts platform acutely oriented toward works of spontaneous creation by self-taught artists working outside of existing literary communities and the academic system. Surfaces CX is interested in writers working to cultivate new literary terrain. We are seeking pieces exploring the textures of dislocation, technology, burnout, and pain. To locate this material, we source content from individuals currently writing, but also, and most essentially, the public at large. And with me, I have the two editors of services. Please introduce yourselves in whatever order seems appropriate. <laughs> Mika first. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm very awkward with podcasts. I apologize. Podcasts are inherently awkward. They really are. <laughs> anyway, my name's Mika. Um, I'm an editor of services and I tweet at Tokyo underscore vamp and... I work here with Anthony. Yeah, I'm Anthony Dragonetti. Uh, I'm the other half of this dynamic duo. Uh, also a writer. And uh, we're celebrating a year of surfaces. Oh, well, that's serendipitous. I didn't even know about that. When, when did it start exactly? It's a year tomorrow. Nice. Tomorrow as we record? Yeah, so the 14th. Okay. What a... Man, it seems like... I've been aware of your Twitter before that, but maybe time just moves in strange ways now. So what was the uh, sort of, I, I don't want to say impetus because I use that word too much, but why did you start Surfaces? Well, that's a kind of a complicated question, actually, because we we're not the people who started it. We didn't found it. We weren't involved with it when it first started. We took over around in July um, completely. And before that, between we became editors in May of last year and then ran it with a third, the, the founder um, until about July when he decided he wanted to exit and just leave. And from then on, it's been our project, but we've been kind of closely tied to it for a long time, like talking to the editor and stuff like since, well, at least for me, since like late March or so, hmm. um, which is kind of how I ended up getting offered the position in the first place. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, uh, when the site came out last February, I, I was just a big fan. That's really all it was. I just loved the site. I loved the aesthetic. You know, I loved the pieces that they were running. And I was just like a big cheerleader for it. And I was just tweeting about it a lot. And, uh, you know, the original editor just kind of reached out to me and was like, hey, you know, I, I think I'm going to need some help 
running this. I can't do it alone. Uh, so, you know, I was, I was thrilled to, to get that call. Uh, and then I think Mika and I got brought on at the same time. Yep. And I think it's one of those things where we were brought on, I think, cause like we kind of shared like that original like vision that the, um, that the founder wanted to put put into literature and stuff like he seemed to trust us beyond any others like to i guess that we were we were all like on the same page and what we wanted out of the site and such um which is why he eventually did just leave it to us and and decided we could you know do whatever with it instead of just shuttering the project entirely okay i dig it as does Sherlock the dog, who's barking in approval. <laughs> so, um, and I, I read from the submission page, but sort of, if you want to expound on, for someone who's never even been to the website, who's never come across the Twitter account, uh, what is Surfaces uh, beyond being a literary uh, website, magazine, journal thing? What is it beyond a lit site? I mean... I, I think it's um, I think it's also kind of like a focal point. Um, I mean, you know, we, we kind of just deal in publishing lit, but I think it's also kind of just like a, uh, a, a community has kind of sprung up around it. Um, and I don't mean surfaces, you know, just surfaces alone. I mean, there's a there's a few sites that uh, I think kind of um, share our approach to literature. So I think it's also just kind of like like a spot where, you know, People know what they're going to get. They look forward to reading it. And it's it's just a uh, kind of like a, a community building site also. And it kind of just, you know, shows um, the potential, I think, of, of what writing could be in 2020 and beyond. Because I think we take a pretty like unorthodox approach, you know, to, to the kinds of things that we publish. There's like... Um, and also, I think there's just a vibe like to the way we run things that I think is pretty different from a lot of, um, I guess, more quote unquote institutional places, because I, I've expressed before, like on the site or, or on the Twitter, I mean, and like also with the submission page and stuff that like I don't we don't have any interest in like cover letters or bios and stuff. We don't have any interest in like MFAs. Like it's just not a concern for us. Like what we care about is good writing. Like that's, that's what we're here for is to make really good writing. that feels new and exciting and is outside of like the university system and such. I kind of came into the scene around uh, mid late 2017 and it seems like in that time there's been uh, a handful of sites that have sort of uh, grabbed at that idea as well and do you, when did the two of you get into writing seriously for an internet audience um for me it's it's really only been uh maybe a little bit more than a year now. It, it's, uh, yeah, I'm pretty new to this, honestly. I uh, I kind of just came in guns blazing uh, and got lucky. So, you know, I, I've only been here for a relatively short period of time. Yeah, same here. In, in a sense, like my history with online literature is kind of complicated because I was pretty involved in it back when I was like a teenager and 
alt lit was still a thing. Okay. Like Pete, you know, like Tao Lin and Steve Roganbuck and all of that. I was a huge Steve Roganbuck fan at the time. Um, and then everything that happened with alt lit and it's like whole scene just kind of dissolving like happened. And then I just, I just kind of took a, I don't know what you'd call it. Like I just kind of isolated myself from literature, from online literature, at least like on purpose and just stopped interacting with other writers. I stopped talking to them or reading their stuff. I just kind of started doing my own thing until very early last year when I on a whim submitted to soft cartel Mm. and then it kind of just went from there like and suddenly I was getting all of this attention and didn't really know what to do with it because it was so weird and new to me because I like I had had kind of convinced myself at a point that like oh like nobody's going to read this nobody cares about what I'm doing I'm just going to do it because I can and then in the last, and then I became the editor of a literature magazine. So it, it does seem like there is not as much of a cult of personality these days. It seems very decentralized when it comes to writing. I mean, everybody is into Sam Pink and there, there's a couple people who are, um, you know, kind of everybody's read, everybody knows. But it, it does seem more uh, decentralized. Hmm. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you know, yeah, you're definitely going to have like your your Sam Pinks, your Blake Butlers and, and people like that. But, um, you know, I, I think uh, at the at the level we're working, um, you know, I think I think it's it's inevitable that you get decentralized just because I think there is a, uh, you know, we don't have a lot of like small indie book publishers. Um at least like kind of catering to the kind of audience that we do. So it's kind of hard to kind of get those like big names. Like, you know, um, if you're familiar with like lazy fascist, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean like I love lazy fascist and they're the ones that introduced me to like all those people, Sean Kilpatrick, uh, you know, Noah Cicero, like all, all those guys. And, um, you know, like in the absence of something like that, you know, I think it's hard to like, kind of develop that cult of personality yeah i think so and a lot of the names that we've mentioned are sort of holdovers the the people from that alt lit who turned out not to be sexual predators or whatever (laughs) they either either didn't turn out to be sexual predators or didn't become like huge mainstream names like roxanne gay and stuff oh sure yeah i mean she's she's making a living I've read like none of it, but also whenever I go back to like old alt lit stuff or like HTML giant and stuff that isn't like Talon or Heiko Julian or whatever, which <laughs> kind of sucks that it's the sexual predators that like I like reading still. But yeah. whenever I read a lot of alt lit stuff, like and especially my own, I just like I can't stand it. I just it's it's terrible. Some of it is so bad. Yeah, the I think one of the terms I heard with regard to it was like Kmart minimalism, which I think oh yeah makes sense. Well, and that's one of the the issues that I see today, at least for me, because I like to categorize things. Is there's not um, like genre type names 
like with internet music, you got your witch house and your ocean grunge and vaporwave and Mallsoft and all these things, these things that are like just barely different from something else. Um, but there's at least a name for it and there's sort of deviations. And with writing, it's very fluid where I can be reading something on surfaces and then find my way over to something on inside the castle and then something somewhere else and they're they're different in structure and tone a little bit and it all feels the same but it all feels very different and it's maybe that's why it's so decentralized too that there's not sort of uh partitions set up yeah i mean um you know, I, I think that's, I think that's certainly true. Like I, I don't, uh, you know, no one really uses like genre names when describing any of this stuff, like even on surfaces. I mean, I, we don't subscribe to just like one type of writing. We're kind of all over the place. Um, and like, I don't think I could like even pinpoint the genres that we publish. Oh yeah. Like we have so many different like things com- like coming in, like, uh, I mean, so the bio says like neo decadent computer writing on the Twitter. Yeah, and that's I well I didn't even know until recently that that's an actual thing. One mm-hmm. and like it's one of those things where it's like such a micro scene like that almost nobody would even know what it is or recognize it if they saw it. Um. And even then, like, I read through the manifestos for it, and it's not even something I agree with entirely. So I'm kind of glad that people see the site as not really having a genre and kind of having more of just a vibe or, like, aesthetic to it. Um, Because we have, like, collage work on there. We have people who've sent us in, like, just nonfiction essays. Um and like po- and, you know poetry prose basically everything like i had and i even got someone to send in i haven't looked at it yet but i got someone to send in a comic that they made ooh um, because to me like the part of why i find literature so exciting is that like like you said like it's more fluid it can really like develop like from multiple different angles rather than um being relegated to like one local like scene that goes to the same bar or whatever and plays the same punk music etc yeah and i i you know i think about like post-war expressionism with painting right and like all these dudes are like at the bar together smoking and drinking and then going home and throwing paint at a canvas and i don't know like the wild west of the internet now more than ever seems to be making it harder to to figure out what's going on so in that vein how do the two of you decide what to post on the website it's like my personal criteria like is so like i don't even have really any like it's one of these things where it's like i will read a piece and I kind of just innately know like whether or not it would be a good fit. Like I don't really have like a list of things that has to check off or anything. It's just this thing where I read something and if it feels good to read and it is written well and I like it and it fits what I feel like is the general direction of the website, then, you know, I want to take it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we should probably kill the mystique of editing right now and say mm-hmm. that, like, you know, if, if we uh, reject something, it doesn't mean it's bad. It literally just means that we didn't feel like it fit the vibe. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. that simple. It's that simple. I mean, you know, like when I'm reading stuff for surfaces, you know, I'm, I'm reading it like, you know, does this feel like it, it fits like the mood of the site, you know, which I think, you know, we're, we're kind of interested in, in these ideas of like uh, alienation and atomization. And, and you know, it, it is computer writing at the end of the day. Um, and also like visually striking, you know, like the, the surfaces is really, I think, about the aesthetics above all. Um, so, you know, when, when we consider what we want to run on the site, it really just is like, does this feel like surfaces to me? Yes or no. And, and that's really what goes into making the decisions. Do you find that the two of you are on the same wavelength most of the time? I'd say so. I mean, like we whenever we send like our in like are just like basically what we want to take or not to each other. Like usually there's at most like one or two we would disagree on. Like that's pretty much it. And then like, I tend to be more unsure of whether we should take something than Anthony usually is. Um, so usually I just kind of defer to him with that. But like, otherwise like we don't really disagree a whole lot. We usually, I think we both have a good sense of where we're going with the website. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you have like a two person operation, like there's no like, you know, split vote or anything, either it's a hundred percent or not. So, um, you know, I, I can probably count on one hand when I've like really disagreed with Mika. And even then, it's like not even that big of a deal. It's like I was slightly more positive about it, you know, or slightly more negative about it. And then we just decide to run it or not. But, um, you know, I, I don't think, um, you know, we're really far apart at all. You know, at this point, services feels like an extension of the both of us. I like that. That feels good. What's the ratio like of submissions you get to things you publish? <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I get the sense I don't really keep a running count, but I get the sense we, we reject a decent amount more than we accept. Is that do you think that's true, Mika? Yeah, I would say like I don't have any percentages or like or anything like that, but I would say it's probably at least like a like 70, 30 split reject and accept probably like there's sometimes where like, cause we kind of do it in batches where we're like, okay, like this week we're going to read all the submissions we got, uh, up until now. Um, and then respond to all of them. And like, it, I don't know, sometimes there's like, we accept like half of what we got. Sometimes we accept like only a few things. Like it really just depends, but I would say it's probably like, yeah, 70, 30, 60, 40 type split. Hmm. Um, we tend to get a lot of really good stuff, though, because um, we I think people just have a good sense of what the site's doing and like what would fit. We really rarely get just like some random person from an F- MFA program or whatever submitting to us because we're just we just happen to be a lit literature magazine that has happened a couple times where like people have like definitely not read the site but it doesn't happen too often yeah we, I mean we definitely get like the occasional blind submission where it's like you know you'll get a cover letter with like all these credentials and stuff um, and then we just eliminate them with extreme prejudice <laughs> There's plenty of places for those people, too. What's your reading like? Do you read a lot of other 
online lit stuff or is it lots of books do you feel like you should be or have to read a lot of other online lit stuff um i uh i personally read books mostly um i just love reading a book holding a book um and I also review them. So like that also kind of like, you know, sways me. But um, as far as like reading online, like I used to read more widely, but like at this point, you know, I'm reading like the small circle of sites that, you know, I, I feel like, you know, kind of do something similar to what we are doing. Um, and, you know, I prefer to just like read those as a fan rather than, you know, constantly kind of like reading all these sites looking for like the next big thing. Hmm. Um, for me, like personally, I read, I read a little bit of everything. Like I, I do read a ton when it comes to like online literature, because like I have people always sending me stuff, even if they don't contribute. Like I have just friends that are writers that will send me stuff constantly. Um, and then I read some books, but like I tend not to read tons of indie literature um, or novels and stuff like right now, like my current binge is I've just been reading a lot of um, theory and uh, like paranormal stuff like that's basically all I've been reading when it comes to actual books. Um, I've always been a big advocate that w- it's for the idea that like um you should look for your like aesthetic influences and stuff outside of just your little circle or out of like outside of just other writers or especially what's like big and mainstream. Um, like when I was writing on my own without interacting with other writers for that, like four or so years, um, my style kind of developed into what it is now and i wasn't really reading other people i was i was taking influence from like music and movies like that was my big thing like i wasn't really reading anything i was just watching lots of movies and listening to lots of hip-hop that that's it Mm. and i think that it's understated how effective that like other mediums can be for your writing yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I, at least from like my own writing too, like, you know, I, I definitely get influenced from like other writers and stuff, but, uh, you know, when I'm actually doing the work, it's usually, I'm usually pulling like from the mood that like the music puts me in or, or movies or whatever. So I think surfaces kind of reflects that, that we're very much interested, like, you know, in the, in the visual component and just like, kind of like the overall mood. As far as like the sort of like circle of, of magazines and writers that are doing similar things like i wonder if there's a way to map it for somebody who's like just realizing that online literature is a thing um it's i don't know like if there's a way to really do it without like an ungodly amount of like manpower or man hours i mean at least because like and just just sheer like time and labor because the just online community in general has so many weird connections going on in in it and like people who know each other like through uh mutual connections and stuff is so vast like um for example like 
services isn't really connected to this place like super closely or anything but i do have talked to the editors before and like really love their work but they're kind of also outside of like our little circle um i'm a huge fan of a literature mag called homintern which does all like communism like communist writing and stuff like that uh and a lot of like translations and stuff and so thinking about like that and how like distant that connection is and how like uh it's connected but it's not like I, I just feel like it would be almost impossible to really like get a good picture without just like how things are connected and how they relate to each other without just immersing in it for months. Yeah. I definitely feel lost all the time and like I make a concerted effort to find people to talk to in public. So yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> oh, well, and another thing too, I just thought about is like the fact that, um, there are websites that are doing like some, like something completely outside of what surfaces is going for that, you could say we're connected to just because like we know like the editor or whatever like um like back patio press and philosophical idiot like mm-hmm. uh know the editors really well but also like wouldn't say despite reading them a lot wouldn't say that they're like aesthetically on the same wavelength as surfaces there's a lot of stuff like that too where it's like even there's so many connections even where like the apparent aesthetic or um moods uh relations isn't apparent or there isn't any like everyone just knows each other yeah there's that there's like the whole like you know it's like i don't know if you could put a number on it but like let's just say like let's just throw the number of 200 like it's just 200 people that all know each other (laughs) and uh you know you can kind of like make the web from there but I, i think the surfaces difference is that i mean just the sense that i get is that a lot of lit mags um, I think are exclusively read by writers. Mm-hmm. It's just writer, writers reading lit mags in the hope to get into them. Whereas I think with surfaces, I think we reach a lot of people who aren't writers and have no interest in being writers. They just think it's cool. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. Like uh, just a few days ago, I was having people um, that don't write, they don't engage with any other literature magazines or anything, but they are like intensely interested in what's going on at surfaces. And I think that's honestly some of the best like comments I can receive is people who don't read like period or don't read literature magazines or whatever, being interested in what we're doing. And I think it's a sign that we're, we're succeeding in what we're trying to go for. And it, it, it just kind of occurred to me as we were talking that the I was trying to figure out how to ask about standing out from all of the other four trillion online indie lit mags that are out there. And I think what it comes down to is that it's just nice to have a website that you can go to for that website. So so what I'm getting at is like you go to Reddit and it's like you know every website kind of compressed into one thing um and surfaces or 
um, you know, back patio press or whatever. It's like you go there and you kind of feel like you're just in that space. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's kind of uh, something that's getting lost with time. And this, this gets said a lot, but like, you know, the internet used to be a million sites and now it's what four, mm-hmm. you know? So like, you know, we're, we're constantly like on like a huge social media platform, whether it's Reddit or Twitter or whatever. And then you kind of just like follow links from there maybe. But, you know, like what we're going for with surfaces is like, you know, you, you go there directly and you know what you're going to get. And, you know, you know, you're going to see just like one piece to focus on and you could scroll down and read them in order or, or whatever. But it's like a, uh, it's almost like an oasis. I feel like. Oh yeah. Like I, like before, uh, I felt this strong, the most strongly, but like before I took like the editor position and, when I first submitted to surfaces, um, I submitted a piece called trans deflagration, um, that was two poems I wrote like immediately after I just spent like, I don't know, like it was something, it was hours just reading everything that was up on the website at the time. Um, and I kind of like miss that where like you could just go to a one website that's just off in the corner and just get absorbed in it for hours. And I think that it helps. Uh, I think services is helped by it's like more minimalist design. And um, the fact that we do a couple of things that a lot of uh places don't when it comes to promoting our pieces and just presenting them um like a lot of a lot of places do the header art or whatever like they have like a header picture of some kind um like like soft cartel had that and stuff but it was always just like a stock photo or whatever Mm. um with services we i do i make some kind of like header art myself somehow usually with Photoshop for each piece. And we do these things that we kind of internally call ad lines where um, whenever we put, promote a piece on social media, we uh, I basically write a little like poem of some kind, just a little description or like a little uh, bit of prose that describes the mood of the piece in some way or another. And I think that kind of helps us stand out a bit or get people excited for it when they otherwise wouldn't. Yeah. I w- so that, that was the next thing I wanted to get into talking about is uh, in this world where there's a billion and a half lit mags, um, was asking what, what are some of the things you do to try to get people to read? Um, and that's really interesting. I really, I, I really like the, the Twitter account too. I was scrolling down it today while I was at work and just some of the retweets are strange. A lot of the images are, are odd, but it, it kind of telegraphs what is going on pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I think it just goes back to having a defined aesthetic. Um, and even like, I mean, the Twitter like sticks pretty close to that. You know, it's we have, uh, you know, we just have a mood that we're going for. And I think like 
if you have an established vision in place for like what it is you want to put out, then it kind of just naturally happens. You know, I think there are some lit sites, you know, that kind of um, style themselves. They have to like big publications. So they'll have like multiple sections, you know, the layout of the homepage, you have like five featured pieces all over the place. And like, you know, like with surfaces, I think we just want to like cut all that out and like you just direct people's attention to the one featured piece for the day. Mm. Um, with the Twitter account too, uh, I kind of see that, like I've started to see it as like this thing where it's like, okay, I can tell people just fine. Like what I, I kind of look for in a piece and stuff like the types of moods I like and stylistic things I like, et cetera. But the Twitter account's one of those things where I kind of feel like I can establish like a continuous feed of aesthetics that I find compelling and think would fit the site in some way, like even tangentially. Um, so like, I'm always just retweeting stuff that like, if, if someone was to write me something that had the same mood of whatever I retweeted or posted, I'd probably be willing to take it. I probably want to take it. Um, and along with that too, like there, there's really nothing better than like just reading the site itself. If you want to like submit something. And that's basically my first advice for anyone that submits is just read the site, read like this and this piece and go from there. Uh, but anyway, going back to the Twitter, um, like there's a couple of other like, uh, accounts that I retweet pretty frequently from, um, Because I feel like there's something, I don't even know how to describe it, but there's something going on, especially in, like, a lot of the, like, darker communist, like, Twitter accounts, like, aesthetically are just doing, posting things and saying things that, like, you're not getting anywhere else. And I find that really, really compelling. And it's something that I've been trying to, like, uh, I guess, promote or, like, uh, draw attention to. Yeah, there's like the weird doomer leftist glitch art surrealist uh, pseudo ARG sort of <laughs> like it's 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 very hard to describe. I guess that's what's so compelling about it, right? Like if you can describe it in two words, then it's harder to make it compelling. Yeah, like I said on the Twitter account a couple of days ago, actually, I am obsessed with aesthetics that I'm incapable of describing. So where do we go from here? We've spent about half an hour sort of describing what it is, but what's the trajectory? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, you know, I don't... Um, I, mean, I think for now, I think we're, we're happy to kind of just keep doing what we're doing. Um, you know, as, as we're kind of like expanding our reach, people are, are interested in sending types of things that we haven't published before, like the comic that was mentioned before, you know, so I think it's really a matter of like seeing how far we can kind of stretch what, what we're willing to run on the site and see how that feels. Um, but as far as like monetization or books or anything, I, I don't, I don't see that on the horizon for us at least anytime soon. Yeah. I don't see us, um, doing books or anything like that or like basically becoming a press, like anytime soon. Um, just because that's something that I think is, 
I don't know how I'd say it. Just like a bit more uh, like involved and like really serious in a way that I kind of just am. I'm not comfortable taking the site that far yet um, because one, just because like, I think you need to be able to dedicate a ton of time to do that kind of thing. But also I think that right now our focus is on like the unknowns, the like people that don't submit anywhere or like the person who submit that comic, like don't just aren't even part of like the literature scene at all. Um, and I think being oppressed can kind of mess with that a bit. I mean, expat's great. Um, I love expat, but like, uh, I think right now, like it helps with the vibe of the site to just kind of be all about online literature that is posted on the website and kind of exists in this weird online space rather than bringing it into the real world yet. Um, there is one thing we've kind of talked about doing, um, a couple of times and I did with, uh, my latest zine, but it kind of in, in, in a small way, uh, doing like online zines of sorts, like distributing online zines somehow. Um, I'm pretty interested in that idea. Uh, so like if someone wanted to submit like a whole zine to us, we would like host it on the website and stuff and you'd be able to read it there, or download it there, etc. Haven't really figured out the logistics of that yet, but it's something that I've been kind of thinking about a lot. Yeah, I think if we're going to like move on to something else or like longer form work or whatever. Yeah, I think we'd probably do zines first just because I think zines are, are really they kind of fit the aesthetic of the site and you could do a lot of cool things with them. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, look, you know, publishing physical books is a huge money suck. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't think, you know, that's in the cards for now. I think, you know, we just kind of want to stick to, you know, being that kind of computer writing. Do you have either of you any interest with like different delivery methods? I guess you kind of got into that a little bit talking about like zines, but doing like, I don't know, email newsletters or, um, I don't, I don't know, just like something online that is beyond somehow a web page, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, I don't know. I, we haven't really kind of talked about stuff like that. You know, I think, um, I think surfaces benefits from, from not being intrusive at all. Um, I think, you know, it kind of just being like this, this black and white stark looking website makes quite the statement. Um, so yeah, you know, I don't know if we really, if we really want to start getting into like alternate, like content delivery systems and things like that. I think, I think that the, between the Twitter and the site itself, you know, I think we've kind of established, you know, what it is we do. Sure. Yeah. I think, I think that like the simplicity helps it a lot. Um, just like, because I am interested in doing like different things with it, publishing different formats and stuff like that, or different mediums. I mean, um, it's just that right now, I think the simplicity of the site is to its benefit. Um, though I have been kind of on my, in my own, uh, like side projects, I've been kind of interested in like what, like, for example, what Twitter specifically brings to the table, um, 
as like content delivery. Uh, I've been working on like this kind of, I don't know what you'd call it, like a text let's play that's like basically me playing through a video game and like doing weird like uh, just stylistic writing alongside it while I just post the picture, like the captions and the pictures on Twitter. Hmm. But like, um, in terms of surfaces specifically, I think right now we're just kind of going with the simple approach overall. I like that. I think it's good to know or to have a clear sort of goal of where you stand. It seems to me that a lot of the lit mags that I've encountered seem to feel like there's a a natural progression where you... It's almost like the progression of of a writer these days or, you know, someone who who wants to make the living, make a living being a writer. You know, you get published a bunch in some lit mags and then you go and you publish a novel at a small press and then a slightly bigger press and then so on and so on and so on. And it seems like the online publishing world does that too, where they publish a bunch of... Um, one shots and then they publish a collection and then they say okay now we're going to do two books a year and then six books a year so it is nice to kind of know exactly what something is and not feel like it's um, building toward being something else once it has the right amount of resources yeah and I feel like our current direction with the site where it's pretty much just like no bios no like big promotion or anything like on the website itself um and keeping it simple and not doing books and stuff like that i think it helps lend itself to that demographic that we're kind of trying to reach where we're not just the typical literature magazine and people who don't like submit anywhere don't um write a whole lot or just totally unknown and stuff uh feel comfortable submitting to us like for example i feel like if we were to take bios i think that it would make even if we didn't require them it would make people who want to submit anonymously or pseudonymously um less likely to submit to us Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, once you start doing like the whole bio thing, um, it becomes like a credentials arm race. And, uh, you know, we're just like we're just completely not about that. I mean, something I really love about Surface is that we've been able to to publish a lot of first time writers. And that's like super important to us. Um, So, you know, if someone feels bad, like sending in a bio that says like this is so-and-so's first story or nothing at all. Like, you know, I, I don't want to ever uh, make someone feel like they're not good enough yet to submit to surfaces. Cause that's definitely not the case. I feel too, like my big problem with, uh, I guess that natural progression of like indie literature where eventually you start publishing books and you're like looking to get, is that I don't want us to ever feel like we have to like publish somebody or we should take someone's work because like, well, it would, you know, it would sell copies or whatever yeah. writing that like compels me like and fits with the site. Like I, I can't, um, I could never bring myself to think in the way where like, I want to take this person's writing, not only cause it's good, but also because like they'll get people to pay attention to us or whatever. 
Yeah, totally. We kind of got lucky because, like, when Surfaces first launched, it launched with, like, some, you know, well-known names. Like, I think Sean Kilpatrick was, like, one of the first pieces up there. Yeah. Um, you know, like, we, we, we get people that people know. So, like, you know, it's not like it's never been, like, we had to grow into it. Like, you know, we were, we were already getting people, you know, that already have an audience. So, you know, it's, it's a nice mix of established names and total newcomers. And I think that's what works for its benefit. Yeah. And I find as a casual reader of online literature that there are at any time only like five names that I'm kind of familiar with anyway. So it becomes sort of disingenuous your mission to, you know, try to get the the people who you've built an aesthetic for um i've actually talked to another writer about this but this is part of why like the bios specifically are so are like they the thing is with them is that they almost feel i get why websites do them um and they also do allow a writer to like i guess sell themselves but i find that whole angle just kind of insidious and dark a little bit like the fact that writers have to sell themselves at all and the fact that like i've heard before that there are writers that will get accepted for a publication just because of their cover letter and stuff and and stuff like that i have no patience for it it just makes me feel kind of ill i just don't i don't have any time for it yeah i mean for the record uh for the listeners at home if you send a cover letter to us we will not read it <laughs> like we just yeah, don't it, read them so. it won't make it make us reject you or anything like we it, yeah. it will literally just play no part in the decision we just won't read it yeah it's it's nice to be able to focus on the writing as as a person sending writing out well and i find that the the bios are almost an antiquated thing like you don't need it like so if i you know really enjoy a piece by a person if their name is there and they want to be found it'll it's pretty easy to find them yeah and that that's why i'll still like i'll promote people's twitters and stuff on the account when i promote pieces i just don't like there's there yeah there's no real point to like having a bio at the end of like a surfaces piece or whatever it's just it's to me it's just it's just pointless and it feels at best anachronistic at worst a bit insidious like to demand that of people what is the relationship with your writers um from the time you get their work to the time it uh ends up on the website um optimally it's usually like um I tend not to edit a whole lot whenever I take in a piece um, like in I'm editing it and like making the art for it and such like I tend to uh, kind of just keep make sure like whatever they have in it in terms of formatting is preserved and um, there's no like flagrant like spelling errors or whatever. Um and I do try to talk to a lot of our writers, like on Twitter, especially like I'm very open to people DMing me or whatever. Um, and some of the writers I've went back and forth on on trying to, like, make their piece more legible or whatever. Um, and I tend to try and show them the art before and like a proof before it's posted. Um, and 
while I don't do this with every one of our writers, I have like tried to establish, I guess, like a continuous like correspondence with a lot of them where we just kind of DM about whatever along with uh, the writing, because I, I do really, really like appreciate all of our contributors and I want them to feel, I guess, proud um, and like they, they like the site, like they have a little part of the site to their own now because one of their pieces is on there. Cause that's how I felt when I first got accept my first submission accepted when I submitted last March was that like, Oh, like I feel I like, I felt proud to be in surfaces in a way that no other literature magazine really has before. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, when I got my first services piece published, like, you know, I felt like a million bucks. And that's just because, you know, I love the site. And, um, you know, I, I and kind of going back to the beginning of the conversation, I think that kind of, again, like, you know, we, we really want to foster the idea of a community. Um, you know, we want people to read it regularly, you know, to feel like, you know, that they're just kind of like in that surfaces orbit. I think that's so important to to the site. So that's why, you know, everyone that contributes to the site, you know, more or less, you know, we're, we're pretty friendly with, you know, afterwards because, you know, we're, we're kind of sharing that vision. Hmm. That's not something I've experienced. I, so I, I like to hear it, love to hear it. It's interesting, the... Uh, literary magazines that are out there that talk about building community, fostering community and things like that and seeing about seeing how they go about doing that. And we've sort of danced around it a little bit, but and it, it seems like that's something that's important to you. I don't know. I don't even know if aside from keeping in contact with your writers and promoting their stuff, if there's anything more you can do, really. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think it's really just a matter of like just staying in contact with people and and and, you know, just uh, just like keeping people like feeling like they're included. Yeah, like um, I think that's also how we've kind of gotten something that like I really like the only other sites like that seem like where this is a thing that matters or a thing that people even care about um, are like expat and misery tourism. Um, we have a lot of serial contributors that have like contributed to us multiple times or um, for a while for me, like I was only sending my new stuff into services. Like that's all I did for a few months was whenever I made something really good, I'd submit it to services. Um, and I feel like that's something that's kind of, I don't know, missing from other literature magazines, which kind of makes sense because a lot of them are a lot bigger and like get a lot of work and such. Uh, they can't really have that like serial contributor like angle or if they do, it's not really as emphasized. Um, but at surfaces, like I have people like, uh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name out loud, but she was credited as TX Jen. Um, and she wrote like some prose poetry for us. And she's already talking about like submitting something else, like given enough time. And that's something that I just feel like I haven't really seen from a lot of other places that publish a lot more or just have like a revolving door of people that are like constantly new faces coming to them. 
Yeah, I would say like, you know, what's really cool about services is that like we're not just like a box to check for people. It's like, oh, okay, you know, I I I hit a lit site of this size, and I got to try to get it published in a lit like a lit mag of this size, and you know that climb up until you know you're like in Granta or something, and uh, you know it's like a loyalty thing, like people genuinely love the site and once they're published once they want to be back because it's it's really just about like wanting to just be part of that site mm. i will say that i've seen the serial contributor thing discouraged in a couple places which was always like i guess i get it to some degree um especially if you're you know sort of promoting yourself as a place for newer writers and you uh, have limited space because you only do however many pieces a month or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it always sort of made me feel strange. Like, okay, well, I'm going to feel bad submitting here again if you take my piece. So I guess I just won't. And maybe that's just my own uh, anxiety or whatever. I think that, like, I get that because I felt that before too where, like, um, you see the sites that say like, oh, we if you have been accepted here, like don't submit for X amount of time, which I get, like I understand it. And like, I'm, it's not something I'm particularly like strongly against other sites doing it. It's just not something I'm interested in because um, I feel like part of what helps bolster the idea that services has like an actual like aesthetic to it and isn't just a generic literature magazine is the fact that we have uh people that um submit to us more than once that like we pretty much are always like really into the work of like i help i think it helps develop i guess what we're, we put in the submission um page as new literary terrain like i think that you, you can uh, pave that by having people that kind of align with you aesthetically contributing more than once. And I think that also helps build community in a way that um, just having constantly new faces coming in can't really do. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just sending out like mass retweets and, and things like that. Well, then that helps too, because if you're trying to develop an aesthetic and you have people who get it, uh, it helps to, you know, incubate those ideas by having them put those ideas on display in the same place uh, as much as they have those ideas. So going from there, I wonder sort of like what the what the goal of services is if you have a goal um and maybe we've we've sort of like hinted at it already but it'd be nice to maybe put put the put put it out there i guess um you know i i think if we if we have a goal it's it's really just to kind of create you know, the scene that we want to be a part of. I mean, that that's really what it comes down to. I mean, you know, uh, Meek and I are both writers, you know, we both have our tastes, we both know what we like, and we want to see more of it. So like by having a site where we can allow that to happen and kind of just like, you know, build the ranks, so to speak, of, of people who kind of like have similar tastes and like want to see more of the same things, you know, I, I think that's really just what we're trying to do with it. Yeah, it it's... 
like honestly i guess our goal which in a way is kind of we've kind of succeeded but it's something that's you know always developing too is create um our own little scene around the website um our own little like group of people that love contributing to it or reading it or just know about it um that from which like you know new art like like uh for example like i get so excited whenever like writers that contributed to us early on in their like i guess writing career or whatever or were basically unknown before contributing to us go on to do bigger and better things or go on to like do their own thing or whatever like like i was so ecstatic to see when all of the expat books were announced that like oh like four out of the five people um including anthony that are getting books published by expat or or serial services contributors that's really exciting like i love that and like there's um people that have contributed to us that have went on to make like their own like little literature magazine or like zine or whatever um i know a couple of contributors that are like or like future contributors that are going to be doing their own literature mag at some point, like that kind of stuff is the really exciting thing to me is, is and like what I see as a kind of our goal overall is just building the scene and making it expand and like just seeing what comes out of it really. This has been an interesting experience or experiment experience, either one, both for me, just because it's, it uh, seems not often that that editors, you know, long form sort of talk about what it is that they're doing. And it's an interesting thing for me as a person who really doesn't want to do it, but understands that I need it. Yeah, it's like... A lot of uh, literature magazines, you don't really have a good sense of like what, in, unless their aesthetic is extremely pure and like distilled, like like um, like tragical books, for example. Like it's it's website just oozes style, and you kind of get a feel for what it wants like really quickly. But like a lot of mags, like you kind of just have to guess that they'll take most things maybe that aren't genre fiction i guess like uh but i really like doing things like this or talking on the twitter account about the website a lot because i desperately want people to understand what i'm like putting down i want people to understand and I think it's I think it's exciting whenever we get work that shows that people are understanding what I'm trying to put out there, what me and Anthony are trying to put out there together about this site and trying to um, convey with it.